Episode 182 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The workforce picture in South Central Kansas at the end of 2020 looks much different from the beginning of the year. We were slammed first with the grounding of the 737 MAX and the layoffs that followed. Then the pandemic devastated all parts of the economy. Keith Lawing is the CEO of the Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas. He joins me in this episode to talk about local efforts to help people who have lost their jobs, focusing on keeping them in the Wichita area. First, let me tell you about the big story of the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Details from our 2020 Inclusion Summit. It featured two panel discussions, one on employer impact, how companies are creating diverse and inclusive workplaces. The other with community ambassadors, people who are working on initiatives to make our community more inclusive. It also featured a pair of one-on-one interviews, one with Stephanie Byers, She's the first transgender woman elected to the Kansas House of Representatives. The other one-on-one is a discussion with Kay Monk Morgan of Wichita State University. Our coverage begins on page 34. Also this week, the Association of Fundraising Professionals presented its President's Award to Pat Handrahan of the United Way. Our corporate citizenship coverage begins on page 11. Also this week, another in our series of Women Who Lead, This time we profile women leading in the human resources industry. That's page 37. This week's list, the area's acute care hospitals, page six. Your business is being challenged like never before. You need all the help you can get. We're here to help by providing business intelligence. We've got it every week in our leads section. Bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments, Our lead section this week begins on page 50. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Keith, thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure, happy to do so. Well, the last time we spoke, episode 140, It was the end of January, and at that time, you and I were talking about the grounding of the 737 MAX. We were hoping for recertification probably in the next six months. At least that was the timeline then. And then, of course, being January 31st, we were within really days of really seeing how much this pandemic would impact us. That's quite a one-two punch for uh, South Central Kansas that we've been dealing with over the last year. What does our workforce picture look like as we approach Thanksgiving 2020? It still has a lot of challenges. Um, And I've been trying to, you know, get my arms around it to understand it as much as possible. And there's just so many factors, like you said, with the 737 MAX, you know, that was going to, that was going to be a big hole for us to dig out of, um, even if the best opti- optimistic um, approach to recertification was going to occur. We are seeing it's going to happen, I think, here before the end of the year, knock on wood, so still a little longer than we thought. Um, but then the COVID thing, yeah, that, that really has, it, you know, goes without saying complicated the situation. 
you know, we still in our area, we have higher unemployment levels than the rest of the state does. We have more unemployment insurance filings than the rest of the state does. Uh, and so part of that is the 737 max and that ongoing hangover there. Um, but it certainly goes beyond just the aviation industry. The, the real challenge is we don't know what's really happening in the economy in terms of consumer confidence. Um, you know, I'm talking to restaurant owners and other small businesses. Uh, it's a combination of low customer counts, but their workers aren't feeling safe right now. Uh, and so that it's it's just a really a whole lot to take into account in terms of what we need to do to get on the other side of this and better when it comes to jobs and employment. We can open up businesses. For example, the theaters were open for a while, but not a lot of people wanted to go into theaters, you know, being that close to other people. So it really is a, a fight now uh, to try to get not only these these places open, but to get people inside them. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when, because I've been, you know, you and I've been doing this for a long time, Bill, and we talk jobs, you know, there's a, there's a core group of jobs we think about, you know, you think about those aviation jobs, you know, you, you think about maybe the healthcare jobs, construction jobs, to kind of roll with the business cycle. I don't really remember talking a lot about cooks. Okay. I mean, um, waiters, I don't, you know, hotel staff, you know, that really were a huge backbone of this economy that we all took for granted because you had economic crisis, you know, they still had those jobs. I mean, we didn't close hotels when we had a recession and back in 2009, 2010, you know, and so again, that's consumer confidence deal. Um, it's hard to run a hotel these days if your occupancy rate is at 10 to 15 to 20%. Um, you know, the fact that, hell, we just lost the uh, NCAA tournament for next March. Uh, that's going to be another blow to our economic recovery uh, prospects there. Um, so it's a lot of jobs that we traditionally don't think about in terms of driving the economy that we're now having to deal with now that um, it's unique. Really, back in 08, 09, 10, uh, you're right. This one is much more impactful because it's broader than just the aviation industry. Um, are there lessons that we learn from that experience that we might be able to use in this experience? Yeah, we're starting to apply some of those. I think a lot of it was um, we had people who were moving from our area. They were looking for better jobs that were they able to find better jobs elsewhere. I think we're a bit more deliberate about trying to highlight existing jobs here, really getting the word out, um, looking at the ability for somebody who was in the aviation industry, how do they transfer skills to different sectors? So um, that's one of the lessons. Uh, we'll see how well we apply that probably 18 months from now. Um, so it's hard to see, but I, I definitely see that's a big difference right now um, than, than at that time. The other, and we're trying to do more of, because that's the other thing about this economy. Prior to even the 737 and COVID, we were dealing with the fact that Sears pulled out of Town East Mall. We were dealing with the, the change in retail jobs um, that were occurring. and 
you know, so I think we're getting better at, as a community, trying to get people into training programs that will help them extend, get into different careers. Um, more deliberate than we were back in 2009, 2010, about trying to match them up to individuals up to those to schools where they can find jobs. That is a huge challenge, it sounds like, at this point. We want to keep the people who are living here, here, and try to find other things for them rather than them going to Kansas City or Oklahoma City or some other place. It sounds like that's a lot of the focus that's going on now in some of the efforts that you're involved in. Most definitely, definitely. And, um, you, know, you know, part of it, though, where it's a little different is that we're everybody's in the same boat with the COVID situation in terms of some of the things that they're looking at. My concern is that those economies begin to recover before ours does, you know, and that was the lesson that we learned, I think, more than anything, um, you know, our, everybody and our peer communities, I would say, in, in the Midwest region, you're talking Dallas, Omaha, Oklahoma City, Springfield, Missouri, et cetera, we all kind of lost jobs about the same level. Then the the increase in those communities happened at a much rapid pace, much more rapid pace. So my concern is, are we going to start losing people towards the end of 2021 when those economies recover quicker than our economy does? So I think it's really going to be contingent on policymakers. You know, when we have a legislative session starting up here, um, is there something we could do around infrastructure investments? Uh, is there transportation? Is there are there things that we could do to help stimulate job creation here um, to to again kind of ward off the, the the delayed economic recovery that sometimes happens to the Wichita region? I know we're optimistic that the 737 Max is going to be recertified and get ungrounded. We are optimistic that we're going to have a vaccine soon that will help us uh, maybe get more people flying. But that doesn't mean necessarily that our economy is really going to come roaring back, is it? It's going to be a lag time there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lag. And, you know, that's part of what we need to be ready to do, though, I think, is, is look for opportunities. Um, and we're starting to do this, but that may take a little bit longer to develop. Uh, you know, when we talk about um, this, the exposure that we learned about because of COVID around supply chains um, and the fact that, you know, uh, having your production, you know, in China or off, you know, out, out of the United States uh, was maybe vulnerable for certain manufacturers. So that's an opportunity for us to maybe to create some jobs here. But, you know, even that's two years out because you got to get the businesses here. They got to maybe retool a, 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 a plant, a manufacturing operation. Um, so there are some great things out there. I look at what Wichita State's doing around trying to stimulate defense work for aviation industry. You know, solid, solid. I mean, so I think that's another lesson that we learned, Bill, from the last recession is how do we grow some existing sectors with some new technologies in those sectors, some new business opportunities in those sectors? Um, and I think that, you know, I'm that makes me optimistic too. But again, we're talking, you know, 2020, late 2021, 2022, uh, before some of that stuff would happen. Um, 
you know, I want everyone to think about a vacation sometime soon where they get on an airplane and fly that 737 max. I mean, you know, that goes back to that consumer confidence. Those are things that will help us get back to uh, a stronger economy in South Central Kansas when that occurs. But it's going to take a while. The uh, area had, had created an aerospace task force at the beginning of the year uh, that kind of pivoted to the COVID uh, pandemic task force. Talk about the work of, of the, that group and, and how things are going so far this year. You know, and I think that's another lesson learned that we're uh, deploying now is we have a much more uh, coordinated effort around economic recovery strategies. It doesn't mean that one entity is trying to do it all, but it's identifying who should be taking the lead on a particular issue. And, you know, during the 737 MAX, you know, we were, there's a lot of policy things. We really needed to get state government and federal government uh, to respond in a way to help us out. And so we were able to do some of that targeted outreach. We did get some legislation passed around unemployment insurance extensions, and we were able to get some, uh, uh, some funding around job training and things to help our area out. And, and now as that's pivoted to COVID, um, you see some other ex- similar examples. I mean, right now, a lot of it's around the messaging piece of it. Uh, how do we effectively message in the community what needs to happen and and really, you know, trying to get away the political fight, okay? If you wear a mask, you have one set of political beliefs. If you don't wear a mask, you have others. I mean, this is more about the economy. Um, it's more about keeping schools open, uh, the little things. And, and, and so I'm really impressed with the way the Wichita Chamber of Commerce has stepped up um, through this and message into the business community. Um, you know, the Nonprofit Chamber of Service, how they're working with nonprofits in their United Way, uh, right in the middle of a huge leadership change. Um, they've been almost seamless in their ability to help be a connecting point in the community for citizens. Uh, so I just think it's a more coordinated effort um, and I'm very pleased uh, with what we've been seeing. We're going to need more of that happening. It sounds like there's yet another effort, uh, another partnership maybe coming up between the uh, Greater Wichita Partnership and the Workforce Alliance. Can you talk about that and how the two organizations are working together? Yeah, this again goes back to what we talked about, trying to keep people here um, right. and get us ready for advancements in the economy. But w- w- we have grant funding for laid off workers. And typically, um, you know, about 10% of those individuals that are eligible for those funds take advantage of them. And this goes back to 2010 when we had a lot of money. We probably had about 15,000 aviation workers that we could have funded some training. We had about 1,500 of them that actually showed up at the door to want the services. So we're trying to increase that percentage. Um, We want to try to get more people involved in our training programs and the partnerships helping us out. Um, And it's not only go, you know, because nobody wants to go back to school. Okay. I get that. Okay. I mean, you know, you you love school and you're like, okay, great. I don't want to go back. But the me- it is about if you want to get paid, you do need to get trained these days. And, and with the way the economy is changing, having different skill sets um, are going to be very helpful. So we're doing a partnerships leading a massive outreach campaign, an awareness campaign. And because um, there are benefits, trade adjustment assistance benefits, 
uh, we can pay for your schooling. We can pay supportive services to get you in school. And the other key of it is we're doing this in, with the business community. So we're going to train you. We're going to put you in training programs that there's likely to be a job at the end of it. Um, and, and so, again, it's that uh, coordinated community effort that we are currently undergoing right now that did not exist in 2010 and 2011 when we were getting out of that last uh, uh, economic uh, uh, challenge. I'm really surprised you talked about 10% of people take advantage of those programs. It seems like, man, what a great way to uh, get some other skills, new skills, and make your way to a new job. Are, are you surprised at those numbers? And and what can we do to, to pump up those numbers? Like you say, it's, it takes an effort. Well, and I'm not totally surprised. Again, you, if you think about a big um, pool of individuals, and everyone's going to be different. Some people, I'm done working. I'm done. I'm taking early retirement. Some people are going to go to the gig economy and paint their brother-in-law's fence or start their own little business or whatever. Um, some people are going to wait it out. And I think that's really what we're trying to get away from. Uh, okay, I, I worked for Cessna for 20 years. I've been laid off before. I'm just going to wait till they call me back. Unfortunately, and we saw this after 2008, 2009, the job that you left does not exist anymore. I mean, technology is changing it. Efficiencies are changing it. So, um, and then some people, they can find another job. I mean, they go and apply and they get another job. So it doesn't, I mean, I'm not, I understand that not everybody who is going to qualify are going to use those services. We should be able to, and especially at this time of change in our economy, have a higher percentage in that 10% number who do dial into this. And again, I credit the partnership. When we talked to them about those numbers, they said, what can we do to help? Oh, we're good at messaging. We're good at outreach. We're good at marketing. And so they took on that task force. And that's fantastic. That's really what we need. What other resources are available now for businesses and for those who may be unemployed and are looking for new opportunities? And is there a place we can go, Workforce Alliance website, for example? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think the best place to go to is, is really look at the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce. I mean, they've really been the, that's the location we want businesses to dial into. They, they're going to be the broker, the traffic cop, so to speak, to connect somebody uh, to, to SBA. Um, connect somebody to lenders uh, overall, um, entrepreneurs uh, who have an idea and want to start a business. Um, I, I think that's really where I would suggest, and again, I, I go back, and the chamber didn't necessarily play that role 10 or 12 years ago. They now see this is their opportunity uh, to get that information out there. So that would be my suggestion for folks looking for those resources uh, to go to the Chamber's website. They've done a really good job lately uh, to helping uh, get the word out about those. We're winding down 2020, thank goodness. Um, how do you feel about uh, the first half, say, of 2021? You know, it's still a little murky, uh, to say the least. I think that... Um, you know, getting through the holidays with this increased COVID count that we're dealing with certainly here in our area, but across the nation, um, that's, you know, no telling where we'll end up in January. Um, I am optimistic on two things. I, I do think that with the potential for a vaccine really looking like a reality now, um, that that's going to help. Uh, I think that 
you know, I think you'll see a, a more focused federal approach than what we've, we've seen uh, for most of 2020. Um, I think that'll help too. I, I just think there's so much confusion. I mean, businesses don't know exactly what they should be doing to support their employees. Um, there was a lot, you know, where do you go get testing? You know, I, I think we're, we're, we're starting to answer a lot of those questions, you know, so we can't, we have better testing. Um, so I think that, you know, once you get that consumer confidence we talked about, if we, that's my hope is that by February or March, we see that light at the end of the tunnel. People are starting to think, oh my gosh, I can go to my son's graduation. I got a grandson, by the way, he's graduating high school in, in, in May of 2021. I want to go to that graduation. You bet. You know, and, and that kind of confidence, if we secure that in that first or second quarter of 2021, I think that our economy is really going to take a good forward trajectory. Um, and I'm very optimistic about that. Well, hopefully everybody will be uh, putting those masks on and, and having the discipline to do it now rather than uh, let this drag out a little bit. I also want to say, Keith, sorry for your loss of your dad. Uh, Jim Long was a great guy, uh, very involved in democratic politics, very involved in the community, also uh, very involved in the American Civil Liberties Union. He has an award named after him. Uh, talk about what you think Jim's legacy will be you know i i'm glad you asked and thank you for bringing that up um to me he really was a person about community uh and he you know he was a loyal member of saint stephen's episcopal church here in wichita um he loved the law but he liked he liked being a lawyer you know um he's been retired for five years before he passed um there are still people who are paying him the bills that they owed him from when he was practicing. He wanted to help people out. And, you know, again, you go back to, you mentioned the ACLU, a lot of uh, that work there was about an individual who had been wronged by the law, been wronged by a government. And, and to me, that's what his legacy is going to be about really using his career and his job to help that individual person to, to, to make their life better. Um, he certainly left that legacy with me in terms of the job that I'm doing now. I mean, I didn't become a lawyer, didn't want to become a lawyer, but um, I'm serving the community and, and that's something that my father taught me and I think that'll be part of his legacy. Well, I always love talking to Jim. It was a great conversation all the time and uh, I love talking to you too, Keith. Thanks very much for being here with us today. Keith Lawing, the CEO of the Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas. We've got some work to do, but uh, but hopefully we can get the word out and uh, make things easier as we move into 2021. Excellent. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Well, we hope you're doing well. Wear a mask, keep your distance, avoid crowds, wash your hands, sacrifice now, and we can avoid more shutdowns. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 182. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. 
Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.